Dub Nation. You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat. At the Warriors Roundtable. Left side, it's a three. In and out, rebound. Out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball. Left corner pocket. Welcome to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball. Above the break. Here's Kevin Danner. Right and Gary St. Jean. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. The 2023 playoffs are presented by Kaiser Permanente, and that's what Gary St. Jean and myself, Kevin Ann, are going to talk about the 2023 playoffs, Golden State, Sacramento. I'm sure you know where the series stands right now. Down 2 nothing to the Kings after losing a couple of games Saturday and Monday at Golden 1 Center in our state's capital. And we're going to get to the Draymond stop with DeMontis Sabonis. We're going to talk about Andrew Wiggins' return to the lineup. We're going to cover everything in this series. But, Gary, before we get into all that, I didn't even know what your panic meter is. Like, you know, Bonte Hill has the, the panic meter for when he does uh, his uh, NBC Sports uh, Bay Area pre- and post-game hosting. Uh, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, what is your concern level for Golden State coming back home down 2-0 to Sacramento? I'm just, Kev, I'm just going to give it an average rating. I, I, what would be average? Five? Uh, yeah. Because in the NBA playoffs, it's about holding serve. And they did it. And the Warriors have been atrocious on the road all year. They had a chance to win uh, both games and give Sacramento credit. Uh, They played terrific. Their fans were fantastic. It was a great NBA environment. Uh, Now we'll see what's going to, what the series is going to be all about these next couple games. And uh, frankly, I think they've been great games. Uh, we're biased, obviously, but I think they've been the best games uh, in the first round in the NBA. Yeah, they have been very entertaining games. Both have gone down into clutch situations, five-point game in the final five minutes, and even much closer than that for the most part. If you want to hit us up, 888-957-9570. We're taking your calls all hour long. And look, the, the Warriors have overcome every postseason obstacle that's been thrown in their path since Steve Kerr joined them and you know Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, that, that triumvirate on the court. But they've never been down 0-2 in a series before. They, they came back from being down two games in a series when they were down 3-1 to the Oklahoma City Thunder the 2016 Western Conference Finals. And, and per ESPN stats and info, Golden State is the fifth defending champion to fall down 2-0 in the first round. Each of the previous four lost in the first round. Three of those teams got swept. That That's a, a lot of stats to, to say that, Gary, right now the Warriors are in unfamiliar territory. Well, another way to look at it is when a team goes down 2-0, uh, the other team wins 92% of the time uh, in the series. So they're facing a tall obstacle. They've got to win four out of five, and uh, they're going to need some uh, better contributions from the bench, and they're going to have to be uh, just razor sharp because they're playing a team that's got a lot of confidence, that has a couple of stars and some terrific role players. Uh, I thought experience was going to play a big, big factor, and... Uh, Give them credit. They've stepped out there and, and played in uh, just terrific fashion. So, uh, 
you know, at the end of the day, uh, coming back here, we're, a lot of praise for the for the Kings fans, and I talked last week about the cowbells, and obviously we saw all of them. Uh, but hey, the Warrior fans have risen to the occasion, and uh, will really be a catalyst for uh, for Thursday's game. Yeah, shout out to the Kings fans. I was at Golden One Center for Game One. I mean, it to me. It was very reminiscent of Game 3 of the 27, uh, 2007 first-round series against the Dallas Mavericks. I was in the building for all those, we believe, home playoff games at Oracle. I was there last Saturday, Golden 1 Center, for Sacramento's first playoff home game in 17 years. And this, Gary, was my main concern about playing Sacramento, is that you need to win one game at Golden 1 Center. Golden State, uh, you know, Dallas didn't need to win one game at Chase Center because they were the higher seed. Then they gave away home court advantage or Chase Center Oracle uh, back in 2007, but they gave away that home court advantage by losing game one to the Warriors that year. But Golden State being the lower seeded team, the sixth seed, they need to win one game at Golden One Center. And even if they weren't an 11 and 30 road team this year, even if they didn't start the season seven and 29 on the road, which of course we all know they did, it was going to be very difficult for anyone coming into that building, considering a how good Sacramento is, and they're a better team than the We Believe Warriors. Uh, that We Believe Warriors team finished 42 and 40, but they finished a, on a heck of a finishing kick. I think they won 16 of their last 21 or something like that. The, and B, just how starved their fan base is for postseason success. And, and I don't think that last point can be undersold. That That is a real factor. And I mean, game one, look, the, the Kings, you know, they made the better plays down the stretch. No Hats off to them. But it also felt like, well, those fans were so revved up, they weren't going to let Sacramento lose. Yeah, they're. It, it reminded me of my old days up there uh, when we played Seattle with Peyton and Kemp and all of those guys, and we split the first two. And I think I shared last week that, uh, you know, we came out for warm-ups and they gave the team a 20-minute standing ovation. Uh, <laughs> they love their Kings, and uh, they've been, you know, down but boy, there's a lot of optimism and happiness up there, and uh, it, it's terrific. It's great for our league. Uh, Vivek Ranadive uh, it, it has really uh, got a heck of a team there, and of course, we know about all about Mike Brown and what a great job he's done, so uh, it's a great story, but uh, all you got to do is win one up there. That's all, so uh, take care of business here at home, and uh, it can, it can come together because you have experience. And I think uh, the adjustments will be made uh, as to what they want to do, say, defensively. I thought they, they've done a really good job on, uh, on Sabonis. Uh, he is one heck of a player. And we're going to talk a lot more about him and Fox, uh, all those uh, accolades about the fourth quarter and getting that clutch award. He, he's earned them. But they've had yep. some other guys really step up for them. I think uh, in game one, I, I talked about uh, the two key guys for me going into the series were Poole and Monk. And Monk has played yep. terrific. Poole has not. Yep. And uh, on the other side of the coin, last night, uh, Mike Brown could not take Davian Mitchell off the floor. That's yep. how good he was on the ball defensively. 
And I always look at him and I'm saying, if he's going to make it in this league, he's got to make some shots. He made a few shots. But the key is, my gosh, he's like a, a small fullback uh, out there. Yeah. Just, uh, he is so physical and tough. And he set the tone for them defensively. And, you know, I was watching the first game with my son, Greg. And uh, Reggie Miller and those guys were talking about the fact that the teams that have won the rebounding uh, in the game are 10-0. And, 0. and uh, they've, the Kings have rebounded better than I thought they would. And a lot of that is uh, we've got two great rebounders in Looney and, uh, and Green. But uh, you got to gang rebound and get everybody in there yep. and then get out in the open floor. All right, the phone lines are a buzzing right now. Let's send it out to San Jose where Curtis is hanging out. Curtis, you're on the air. What's going on? What's going on, you two? Hey, um, Saint, I love it when you're on the radio and I like to get in and call. Uh, how are the grandkids, man? Oh, Curtis, way to go, man. My my grandson, <laughs> William, I just took him for swimming lessons this afternoon and he made Papa take him for a boba tea. Now, what the heck is nice. a boba tea? I don't, you know, that's out of my league. And then my little guy, uh, Joseph, is uh, going to be eight months soon, and he's getting ready to crawl, and he's smiling all over the place. You want to get me going, just talk about those little guys. I've I've already conveyed to Steve Kerr that that's the future backcourt of the Warriors. There you go. Good to hear that. Hey, here's the thing. Uh, I was talking to the screener, and I'm like, the, the Warriors have been outed in the first round of the playoffs. And what I mean by outed, meaning – They've been outplayed. They've been out-rebounded. They've been outscored. They've been out-coached. They've been out-gooned. What do the Warriors have to do to win a game in this series? And I'll listen to you, you guys off the air. I love this show. Well, thanks, Curtis. It's great for you to call. And, and i got to share with you that what you have is veteran winning championship experience. And you just, uh, that, that's so valuable in this situation. And they'll keep things in perspective and they'll be ready to go Thursday. And, you know, you're going to get a great performance uh, from Steph. And if anything, I'd like to see uh, Clay get more touches. Uh, I, I, somehow, some way, I'd like to see him get more shots. There were periods where he went three, four minutes where he didn't get good looks. And I think he's got to be a priority because... If Poole is not going to score at a solid level, uh, they're going to need, need big-time scoring from both those guys, uh, the Splash Brothers, in the backcourt. Uh, you know, Looney and Green are going to do their thing. That, that's who they are. Now you need uh, – I, I am shocked with this. Uh, their bench has outplayed the Warrior bench, and that has really surprised me. I thought there was a really big advantage for the Warriors there. But uh, come playoff time – and you're playing at home, your role players are going to play better. And uh, Monk has been really good. The first game, Trey Lyles made some threes, and I talked about Mitchell already. And look at Alex Lynn. He was buried on the bench for like, what, 50 games? And he's been playing at a pretty good level for them. On the other side of coin, you're, you're going to need a, 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 a controlled pool, taking good shots and uh, taking care of the ball. Uh, DiVincenzo, uh, I trust he's going to score and get back going. And listen, and Peyton has been really good, but you need Kaminga to contribute too. And I'm a little surprised at that. And I think that's what it's going to take to win. 
Yeah, it, speaking of the, the bench contributions, Gary, and we thank you for your call, Curtis. Uh, the bench was outscored thirty-six to twenty-one in Game Two. After it was, it was a pretty good bench performance in Game One for Golden State. They had seventeen from Jordan Poole. The guys were chipping it off the bench. Of course, Andrew Wiggins also came off the bench in that game. So yeah. that kind of changed the bench complexion. But Curtis, thanks for the call. Let's now move over to Oakland, where Gene is. Gene, what's going on? Fellas, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I kind of a, a quick moment. Yeah, I've got a grandkid coming in July, by the way. Congrats. Uh, but I'm I'm 5'6", my daughter's 5'2", unless this kid is the next Muggsy. I don't think he's going to be basketball. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, anyways, so quickly, what I'm seeing with the Warriors – Correct me if I'm wrong, but they look like they look tired. They look old. Frankly, they don't, you know, with, with the exception of, you know, a little bursts here, they just don't look like they can keep up with the, with the, uh, the you know, with Sacramento. Uh, they're bull rushing us. They're, they're stopping us, you know, right, you know, almost at half court. They're cutting off our, our passing lanes. And, you know, and by the, uh, by the end of the third quarter, you know, the court, is looking pretty damn tough. Um, so, and on top of that, I mean, I'm looking at the uh, the body language and uh, people like uh, Clay and and Steph, and where they used to have a swagger and they used to have you know ultimate confidence, uh, no matter what the situations were. I'm not seeing that right now. So, I'm wondering how much you think that may be contributing. Uh, to what's going on, and and you know, if if it is the case, do we really have a chance in this series? Well, you're pretty darn fair in your assessment, and uh, I would say this. Uh, listen, these guys love that. You know, we all talk about what great guys they are. Well, they're champs, and they love to compete, and they got smacked. Even though they were really close games, there were a lot of plays that were that they were more physical and and uh, dominant in the paint and, and they won a lot of hustle plays and you got to tip your hat to Cleveland. Uh, I mean, to Cle- I'm watching Cleveland. Now you got to tip your <laughs> hat to the Kings. Uh, I I'm going to be honest with you. I, I have a wealth of respect for them. They've defended better than I thought they would. And they've been physical and, uh, but I, I have faith in, in the warrior team. I, I really do. I, I think they, they've been through so many wars that they're going to rise to the occasion here at home. And it, it's going to be a a special chase center, I, I think, Thursday. I, <laughs> fans here, they're going to take the challenge, saying how great the Kings fans were up there. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen them both at, at their very best. And it, it, it's going to be a great atmosphere and a great game to watch. And the ratings were off the chart. I mean, that was the best-watched game in the whole first round. And, it's great basketball, and we came up short, but uh, they can get this done. And, you know, my, my old friend, Mr. Mo, that's Mr. Momentum. You get him on your side. You get feeling good about yourself, and you get the first game, go one at a time, and then you got a national TV game on Sunday on ABC, and um, this is what the playoffs are all about. you got to go one game at a time and, and, and just uh, don't lose confidence and, and stay focused and be physical. Thank you for the call, Gene. We we appreciate it. And, and yeah, it, I do think that this series certainly 
the momentum is going to flip when it gets to Chase Center. But in order for it to flip, the the Warriors do have to take care of a few recurring issues. And to me, there have been three kind of recurring issues in the opening two games. Turnovers, fouls, and timely Sacramento offensive rebounds. So let's yeah. start with the turnovers, Gary. In game one, 15 turnovers is a manageable number, but 14 yeah. in the first three, which is kind of you're on pace for 18, 19 turnovers. So they coughed it up a little too much, especially in that uh, third quarter where things kind of got out of uh, reach for them. And then game two, 22 turnovers and minus 16 in points off turnovers in an eight-point game. That's the game right there. Then the, the free throw shooting, uh, more free throw attempts, in game one for Sacramento, five, and Malik Monk was 14 of 14 from the foul line. And then there were plus yeah. 11 the Kings in free throw attempts and got into the bonus in the first two minutes of the third quarter, like right out of the gate, it just getting fouls after fouls. And Moses Moody played well, I thought, last night, but he picked up like two fouls in the first 10 seconds that he was out there. And that, that didn't help things. And then, you know, 21 second chance points for Sacramento in game one. And, and then. 12 offensive rebounds, but a 20 to 11 point, uh, second chance points edge in game two certainly didn't help matters. We have another call from Tone Day in Oakland. Tone Day, what's going on? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. I to you guys all day. I, 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 I know you got to take a lot of calls, but I just wanted to say a few things. The first thing is that. Um, you know, um, everybody discounted Muhammad Ali and what happened to George Foreman. We are still talking about that today. The Warriors aren't done. Everybody was saying that last last season, oh, they're old, they're slow, they're this. But they won the championship. I And I and now I just want to also say that let's leave uh, Draymond Green, Green alone because we like Draymond Green when he's our monster and, and, and when, he's, when he's winning and when he's, when he's leading the team. And then when he does these other things, I mean, that's, that's the makeup of, of, of Draymond Green. So we can say, oh, we love this about him, but this other stuff, not so much. And also, I just wanted to say that I think for, for, for our team to win, they are going to have to take care of the defensive boards and to stop transition, uh, transition basketball for, of, the, of, the, of the Kings. Because why? Because we are slower. And so if we can, if we can slow it down, um, if, at every moment, we, we are going to disrupt their play because that's what they are going on. And then number two, um, that will also help with our turnovers because we are making our turnovers because now we are, we are rushing and we are not really uh, 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 staying composed. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say, and um, go Warriors. Boy, that, that was a really nice breakdown. You, you touched on uh, some great points and – you know, Kevin touched on the rebounding, and you did too. The defensive board, the offensive board, was just a just a well oh, a nightmare. And yeah. uh, you know, you talked about the turnovers, and you know, you get those live ball turnovers, you get out in transition, and now you get the fans going and all that kind of thing, and they they kill you. Uh, you know, yeah. if the Warriors play a game and they get in the vicinity, Kev, you said they had, I think, what was it, 14 after three. If they can stay in the ballpark of somewhere around 14, they're so good at passing the ball that they can get a 30-assist game, which nobody in the NBA uh, does. And the other thing, you know, that's been a nemesis all year long is committing fouls. And, uh, 
When you do that, the other team uh, gets to the free throw line and they get an advantage there and then they get their defense set. And, you know, your points, Kevin, our callers' uh, points are are spot on. And it's been things we've talked about all year long. But I will say to you that they will get better at home. They just do. And that's just the way it is. So, yeah. I, I I just I, I like the optimism. I, I think it's great. Yeah, and despite all these issues that we've talking about, and to the re, with respect to the points off turnovers, it, it felt like Sacramento got four or five breakaway dunks in the first half alone last night. And you know when when Golden State had held them to seventeen points in the first quarter, then you just have some careless turnovers. Steph trying to fit like a. a uh, just in the tightest of window, a bounce pass to Draymond yes. Green yep. in the second quarter, and it just turns into a dunk the other way. You had worked so hard to tie things up, yep. to get back and tie it up, end of the first half, and then Sacramento ends on a 6-0 burst, in part fueled by another live ball turnover. It just kind of took a little bit of the wind out of the sails. And despite all these issues, Gary, they've been yes. right there with Sacramento in both those games. They had a lead in the final three minutes of game one. They were tied in the final five and a half minutes of game uh, game two last night. It was a one-point game inside four minutes. So they've been right there despite shooting themselves in the foot repeatedly. Yeah, that's that's spot on. And and that's why you have to have optimism for Thursday. Uh, They're going to play better. Uh, You know, when I I look down the roster – these guys, a lot of them have been there, and I and you're going to get you know giving Wiggins a couple more days. I give you an example in the first game. Uh, in my mind, I envisioned instead of Clay dribble penetrating and pitching to the left corner to Wiggins, in a normal Warrior setting, you'd see Wiggins dribble penetrating, defense contracts, pitch it to Clay, you win or tie the game, and yep. and. Uh, you know, he, what, three or four blocks in the first game? I, he He's going to get going here at home, and he's a big factor. You know, you we talk about slot cuts, and that's being on the weak side and the ball, say, on the opposite wing, and you anticipate the defense uh, focused on the ball, and you slice right in there, and nobody's better than him. And, you know, when they're boxing one or they're – a double in Steph, and you then get the ball to the next guy, you're then four on three to attack. And when you have him out there, uh, that's just a special weapon. And the longer this keeps going, the more comfortable he's going to become. And I don't think there's any debate. Last year when you win the championship, he's the second best player on the team and played fantastic. So uh, that gives me optimism as well. The 2023 playoffs presented by Kaiser Permanente are here. Single game tickets are available now. Sign up to be a Warriors insider for pre-sale access throughout the playoffs. Visit warriors.com for all playoffs ticketing information today. Filmo, Mike, Tom, I see you guys on the line. We have to take a break, but we will get to your calls, Filmo, Mike, and Tom, on the other side of this break. We'll hear from Filmo, Mike, and Tom. We'll talk about the Draymond stomp as Sabonis and much more right here on 95.7 The Game. Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean are holding court. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! At the Warriors Roundtable. You can't handle the truth! Curry. 
screen by Draymond Curry. Gets free for three. Got it! On 95-7 The Game. Now back to Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. Superstar artist and composer Ricardo Arjona is coming to Chase Center on May 5th. This will be the first time his tour is in San Francisco, so don't miss out. Get your tickets now at ChaseCenter.com. Rolling right along here on Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 Game, taking calls all hour long, 888-957-9570. Let's go to San Francisco and hear from Philmo Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, I just want to say this. You, uh, I'm gonna need uh, Gary St. Jean or you, uh, Dana White. This is the first time talking to y'all, but I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Boss Zero when he when he calling again tomorrow. He gotta say Steph Curry from Filmo from Hunters Point from Patrol Hill. I love Guru, <laughs> but he gotta stop saying Union City. We in Frisco. <laughs> With that being said, our stars have to star. Keyword stars. Draymond. Steph and Clay, they got to step up, man. You feel me? They've been playing good. Like Draymond said, we haven't been playing. We're playing okay. They haven't been playing great. You guys have a great show. Gary St. Jean, you a legend. I appreciate you. I know you you drafted Vontigo Cummings. If he would have been a little bit more focused, he would have had a better career. Great draft pick, though. I like Vontigo. Thank you, Gary St. Jean. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. Kevin, I love that stuff. Uh, you know what? You're spot on, and and hey, you got to talk to Kalena. He'll he'll get that straight. Calling the city right, and uh, you know your point about the three main guys. Yes, you know what? Uh, we're gonna need almost a triple double out of Draymond, and you're gonna need uh, thirty plus from Steph, and you might need thirty plus from Clay. I, that's just the way it is when you're playing against a terrific team that has momentum. You got to come back and and play your best ball to win. Thank you for the call, Philmo Mike. That is the first time I have been called Dana White in my life. I like it. Uh, I will try to turn over <laughs> some letters for you on the Wheel of Fortune big board. But uh, let, let's You're keep not it as rolling. good looking, Kev. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 you know, I, I'm a pretty looking, good looking guy myself. <laughs> if, if I, if I could, you know, people say I look like a young Tom Cruise, depending on who I you ask. <laughs> anyway, so let, let's head out to Hayward. LG, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, um, just, um, man, uh, just like really timely, um, really timely turnovers, like at the worst yeah. opportune, you know, the worst terrible time in just being out rebounded. Um, it was frustrating to watch and stuff, but, um, uh, I think we're going to clean it up at home and stuff. Um, and, um, you know, one game at a time, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Uh, throw dubs and let's get this. Well, you know what? Uh, this this young man uh, doesn't hold uh, with his voice. You can feel the frustration. And, and a yeah. lot of people are frustrated. Everybody is. But it, it's how you bounce back. You're, you got knocked down. Now what are you going to do? You're going to go out and you're going to compete and you're really going to play hard. But I'll, I'll go way back to, to my days with Nelly. He made it very simple. you got to play hard and you got to play smart. So you understand how they've been playing things and you'll be breaking down film and seeing how they're dealing with Steph and Clay and all that kind of thing. And 
and how they can uh, get better shots and make more shots and then do a better job on defense and maybe not turn it over because of the angles of the pass or uh, get get position with your body and not reach in with your hands so you commit the free throws. Uh, these are correctable areas that, that can uh, lead you to a win. Let's... Uh... Keep it going here on the phone lines, 888-957-9570. Let's hear now from East Bay Pauly. East Bay Pauly, what's up? Hey, how you guys doing? How's it going, St. Gene? Good, Polly. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for uh, service for all your years with the Warriors. Uh, you and you were a nice assistant coach under uh, Don Nelson. I think Don Nelson was one of the underrated coaches, innovators of coaching in the NBA history. Um, my my comment is about when Steph comes up, uh, from the ball up gets, as soon as he gets past half court, sometimes they put a double team there. Um, I'm hoping that they would bring either like Draymond Green or maybe like uh, a CP3 uh, to come up to the free throw line on the double team. And sometimes uh, when we bring the guy up to set a pick for Steph, I think it, it, it crowds everything up. If Steph gets double teamed, his angle pass on the side is really tough, but if he can get it to the middle, because when you get trapped in the uh, corners, the middle's open, and then you got the numbers. And if they're not going to bring up like Looney or any type of guy up on step, just give him some space because he can take off anybody off the dribble and get off his uh, his shot at any time. And also, you know, being under Nelly, I would just love to see Nelly uh, cook these uh, kings on how he would go small ball. He really would expose. Um, the bonus, just like he brought in all people, Tom Tolbert, and back in the day on the Spurs series, you can talk about what you think about that. Well, first, you don't sound that old, but you're 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 reminiscent and you're bringing up great stuff. And and you're right, Nelly was a great innovator, and Tommy Tolbert's a, a great guy, and he was a great guy on our our really uh, run TMC uh, teams. You're right, the the. Mid-court area, let's go to either side of it. There's eight places on the court that you can get caught where the sideline and the mid-court line are the ally of the defense. So you don't want to bring that ball up on the side because you're vulnerable to be trapped. So that's a good point about having the ball in the middle. Now you're talking about they're playing him maybe a box and one. Well, if they're playing a box and one, you are not going to bring a guy up the pick. What you're going to do with him is try to get him to give up the ball, as you said, to get it to the middle. And when you get it to the middle, whether it's Draymond, you mentioned Peyton, you catch, you face the basket, and you look weak right away. You look to the dunker spot or the weak side corner. Let the ball be your ally and look to the weak side where they're vulnerable and not really in a good position. So those are good points. The last point you made about the pick and roll. They are, they've been trying to double him. So what you then say to yourself is, who can I set the pick with that they're not going to be able to vote? Well, the obvious guy is Clay, and one of their best late-game plays that's been in vogue over all these championship seasons has been a one-two pick-and-roll in the middle of four. And they've changed that a little bit with what you call a double drag, where it's Clay. Uh, on the second, envision Steph coming up the left side. First screen is a big, second screen is Clay, and that first screen is a lot of times Draymond. 
Steph goes off, and then Clay comes off of Draymond. They've been getting great productivity out of that. Look for that play tomorrow night. I think that'll be big for them. Join us live at Chase Center on Thursday, April 20th for Game 3 against the Sacramento Kings, presented by Kaiser Permanente. All fans and attendants will receive a gold-blooded shirt. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call 888-GSW-HOOP. Representatives are standing by. We appreciate all the calls. We'll be taking more of your calls. If you want to call in on the other side of this break, 888-957-9570. Yeah, otherwise, we'll be talking Draymond Sabonis situation. We'll take a quick look around the NBA playoffs, see what else is going on around the association. All that coming up after this break right here on 95.7 The Game. If you've just joined us, don't worry. We saved your seat. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. At the Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. Curry behind the back. Wait, stops and pops on the way. Reed. take a look at our upcoming broadcast presented by Ticketmaster right here on 95.7 The Game. Game 3 is Thursday night at Chase Center against the Kings. 6.30 airtime, 7 p.m. tip time. That game presented by Kaiser Permanente. Tim Roy and Tom Tolbert on the call for you. Game 4 Sunday, so two days between games 2 and 3, games 3 and 4, and games 4 and 5 if necessary. 12 p.m. airtime, 12.30 tip time. Game 4 presented by Chase Freedom. Game 5, if necessary, will be Wednesday, April 26th in Sacramento. Game 6, if necessary, Friday, April 28th at Chase Center. Game 7, if necessary, Sunday, April 30th at Sacramento. All times to be determined for those if necessary games. Let's keep it rolling with the calls here. 888-957-9570. we got like five or six minutes left to get you guys in here. So let's head out to Marin where Chef Amy is. Amy, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, gentlemen? It's great to listen to your show. And I have a burning question for Gary St. Jean. Um, Gary, you know how everybody keeps saying limit the turnover, stop turning the ball over? And I do understand that we are a team that passes a lot and gives a lot of assists, so there's a propensity for more turnovers. But the mindless ones and things like that, like if you were coaching the team, what? Like physically, what do they do? Do they have to concentrate differently? Do they have to understand the plays better? I, I don't get why they can't fix this. Well, that, that's a great observation, Amy. And, and yes, that's the frustration from the coaching staff as well as the veteran players. Uh, you you got to tighten your game up. Now, you talked, for an example, about running a play. You got to understand the adjustments that these teams are making with each other. They're going to take away the primary and secondary option, but it's your ability to read the play and read what's given and then capitalize on that. And you're finding yourself, uh, maybe, I don't know, what do you want to say, four or five that are in open floor transition type plays that there's not a lot of defensive pressure there that shouldn't be turnovers. And then you're getting some that are, just bad angles on the passes, and uh, this team can do it. it it's just, it, it's just, it just seems to mushroom when they when they come about. You get one, two, three, four. I I think they're going to do better at home, and and again, it, when they start to get in a good rhythm, I think they'll take care of the ball in better fashion. Yeah, that would be the hope that 
when the series turns to Chase Center, they won't be turning it over 20 times in Game 3 like they did 22 times in Game 2. Amy, thank you for the call. we got a couple of minutes left, and I do want to get your take, Gary, on the Draymond Green, DeMontis Sabonis situation. I'm sure it's been talked about ad nauseum, basically on every platform imaginable, but I do want to get the Saints' take. My personal take is that I thought it was a good call. Like, Sabonis can't grab onto Draymond's foot. Yep. That should be a technical foul. Draymond Green, I, I know there's the the what do you want him to do, but he can't stomp on Sabonis' chest. It was pretty evident that he took a, a pretty intentional step on him. Like uh, I, To me, that's an automatic flagrant, too. I don't think he should get suspended. I, I think the buck kind of stops there. Sham Sharania reported today that it is unlikely that he would be suspended for Game 3, so hopefully that is the case. But, Gary, what would you make of all that? Well, I think you're spot on. Uh, this is playoff basketball. I think uh, both guys uh, are physical players. Uh, I thought they crossed the line to both of them. Sabonis so uh, down and grabbing the foot, and then Draymond uh, compounding the felony by, uh, you know, putting a size 15 into his chest. And uh, But this is what you live with. This is Draymond Green. This is who he is. Now, you can say, hey, you know, if if he had not done that, we probably would have had a better chance to win the game. But this is who he is, and there's some great stuff, and there's stuff you live with. You just got to move forward and, and understand that he's such a vital part of your defense and, and his uh, ability to blow plays up uh, on that end of the floor and then his, his uh, quarterbacking or point-forward action that he does uh, like nobody else in a big position in the league. So, uh, hey... It's past us. I, I think everybody's saying the right thing. I don't think anybody's going to be suspended. Just let's get let's move on to Thursday. It's the playoffs are physical. That crossed the line a little bit, but it's okay. You're going to play Thursday and you're going to get a W. Yeah, the, the the one concerning thing with respect to that is now Draymond Green has picked up two flagrant points, if you will, and if he gets another flagrant foul, he will be suspended for a game, and it's what mm. happened in the 2016 playoffs, uh, that, that situation with LeBron James. He had the, the flagrant foul against uh, Steven Adams that put him one flagrant away from uh, getting suspended for a game. Then there was the, the situation with, with LeBron in the finals, and he had to get suspended for game five. We are running out of time here tonight on Warriors Roundtable here on 95.7 The Game. Want to remind you that Game 3 will be Thursday against Sacramento right here at Chase Center, 6.30 on the air, 7 p.m. tip time with Tim Roy and Tom Tolbert. A big thank you to everyone who called in today as uh, the Warriors look to get back in this series. And they're still very much in this series, as the old adage goes, it it isn't a series until a road team wins a game. And so uh, the Warriors still have their opportunities to get back into this one starting Thursday night against the Sacramento Kings. We'll see if they can uh, erase the first-ever 2-0 deficit in the Stephen Curry era. A big thank you to Mark Grandy behind the glass for uh, letting us know who is calling in today and uh, running the show, as always, doing a nice job. For Gary, I'm Kevin Dan. A big thank you to R.C. Davis and Marika Kleto with Golden State as well for sending us the promotions and getting us set to go. Well, that will do it for us. We'll talk to you next week. And again, Warriors-Kings Thursday night, 7 p.m., right here on 95.7 The Game. Have a good evening, everyone. 
been listening to the Warriors Roundtable. Curry brings it through. One hand three. Up and good. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. That playful and nailed it. 95-7, the game. For tickets, call 888-GSW-HOOP.